Hello, and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Personal Finance Podcast. Please be sure to follow the Personal Finance Podcast Instagram at Personal Finance Podcast 80 as well. Recently on our Instagram page, we have started marketing our episodes. And recently we had an episode come out about um, the TFSA versus RRSP. So um, over there, we posted basic information about what a TFSA account is, what an RRSP account is. And if you want to find out more about that, you can listen to the previous episode. You can also follow the Twitter page for updates at Personal Finance on Twitter. All right, now let's get into today's episode. In today's episode, we will be talking about an NFT. What is it? Is it even a good investment? And how do you even invest in it? First, let's begin by talking about what an NFT is. An NFT is a non-fungible token which can represent a unique digital item. It also provides a proof of ownership, for example. So how do NFTs work? At the very high level, most NFTs are a part of a Ethereum Ethereum blockchain. Ethereum is a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Dogecoin, but its blockchain also supports these NFTs, which then store the extra information that makes them work differently. Say an Ethereum coin, for example. It is worth noting that other blockchains can also implement their own versions of NFTs. Um, so, for example, recently Elon Musk was selling his tweet on Twitter for a very, very high price, um, which, you know, is interesting to see that, you know, some people are willing to buy a tweet. I don't exactly remember the price, but it was quite high. So, you know, in the simplest terms, NFTs can transform digital works of art and other collectibles into a one of a kind verifiable asset that you can easily trade on the blockchain. So you may be wondering, how can you even buy these NFTs? Essentially, any digital image can be purchased as an NFT. But there are a few things to consider when buying one even, especially if you're new to this. But if you want to learn more about it, then it's good as well. You'll need to decide what marketplace you want to buy from first, what type of digital wallet is required to store it in, and what kind of cryptocurrency you'll need to complete the sale. So after you buy an NFT and you want to sell it, um, and you want to sell it if you want to make some profit or whatever. NFTs are sold on marketplaces, and the process can vary from platform to platform. So essentially, in this case, you would upload your piece of digital content or art, and um, and that would, f- and then you would have to follow the instructions in order to turn it into an NFT. So basically, um, an NFT is sort of like an asset, right? So suppose I drew a picture of, um of bitcoin or blockchain or something like i drew the bitcoin logo as a picture and if i want to sell that through an nft i can now take a picture of then register it as an nft and then if someone's interested they would buy it from me and you know so this is this is what it is and you'll be able to need to you'll You'll have to include specifics such as the description of the work and the suggested pricing. And, you know, most NFTs are purchased using Eritrean, but they can also be bought using um, other um, currencies or whatever it may be. But you would need to do your own research on that. So let's talk more about now how to make an NFT. So essentially, anyone can create an NFT. All that you really need would be a digital wallet, a small purchase of Eruthium, and a connection to an NFT marketplace non-fungible token, where you'll be able to upload and turn the content into an NFT or crypto art, basically. 
So this means that, you know, you have to turn it into a piece of work and you have to convert it into an NFT. So, you know, if we look at NFT arts, arts, for example, if you search it up on Google, for example, you know, they're just so, for example, I can see here that there's one with just a bunch of like uh, images together and it's like a huge puzzle. And, you know, that's basically it might be good. You can sell your own digital art, which is also nice. And recently, Jack Dorsey, for example, the CEO of Twitter, recently sold his first tree via NFT for US, US dollars for $2.5 million. Now, Elon Musk is also selling a, a, a song via NFT. And um, recently, um, there was also another digital art that sold for a record-breaking price at $69 million. It was Beeple which is a graphic designer from Charlottetown, South Carolina. And he sold a digital art for a recording, record-breaking price of $69 million. You know, So in Canadian, it's $86 million. And for US, $2.5 million, the tweet that Jack Dorsey sold, the CEO of Twitter, that is worth $3.2 million in Canadian dollars. So, you know, this just tells you, like, these NFTs are also really, really powerful. And, you know... A lot of this new currency has been emerging, uh, Bitcoin and all these other NFTs and different different types of currencies. You know, these didn't really exist before. But for example, some celebrities are able to make a lot of money from it because they already have a very, very good presence in the in the like uh, popularity space and you know they're able to sell it more easily as to someone that may be new and they're deciding if so if you're new and you're deciding to make an nft you know not many people might want to buy it at the beginning but over time it, it could be it could become a business if you really want to really wanted to look at it that way so let's talk about what is fungible versus non-fungible so cryptocurrencies can be fungible meaning all the currency's units are the same and equal like uh, grains of rice or dollars. Now, non-fungible tokens are the opposite. Every cryptocurrency unit or token is unique and cannot be replicated. So a non-fungible property can be used for many things, even certain types of currencies. But the current NFT craze is mostly fueled by digital art and collectibles. You know, so some people, they see this nice digital art. They want to purchase it. And, you know, you can purchase it through NFT cryptocurrency. And it's also f fueled by collectibles. You know, there may be some nice collectible items out there that people are really interested in, interested in which also fuels, uh, you know, the craze of NFTs, really. Now, people have figured out that a unique digital object can be interesting, cool, and even have a significant monetary value, which is crazy to think, you know, because... Before you were purchasing these, before you could get some nice digital art, maybe for free as well online. And, you know, it looks decent. Um, you know, you, you would either hang it up on the wall or look at from the internet, maybe put it as your wallpaper for your phone or wherever you wanted to put it as inspiration. But now that almost that same digital art is being it's being repurposed into a sort of monetary value. Same thing with a collectible. You would have bought a collectible from a store for like uh, anywhere from five to ten five to fifteen let's go with five to twenty dollars and you know you would just use it normally but now even that collectible has a certain of uh, as a more higher monetary value because it's limited and it's through an nft and more people want it and you know it's why the space has recently boomed basically you know 
there's thousands of projects and people are able to sell some gaming and sports and artworks things which is crazy right so you know this just goes to show what the future holds you know for uh creating new things and inventing new things now let's talk a, let's talk more about who verifies that the nft is even legit like you know i also thought about this before like who who's verifying that this nft is legit you know who who is telling me that this person didn't get it from the internet online and he's just selling it back to me you know if that person's doing that that would be co- there would be copyright or whatever um with the actual digital artwork that he's selling but it would also be something like you know how people are able to make a quick profit now an nft code has a signature from its creator that authenticates the token on any server browser or platform that makes it verifiable in a decentralized way so therefore like basically that means like no entity would be responsible for hosting an nft so for example if an nft is created from a concert ticket for example or from um a baseball game right so that ticket would not have to be verified through a to through a ticket selling platform so for example suppose i buy the ticket from uh like an online place where they sell tickets so i would not need to verify that from them um it can be verified through any blockchain right so so you just have to remember that this nft it's mostly cryptocurrency based it's not that you can buy with any other regular currencies it's mostly cryptocurrency based and you know there are three dominant blockchains where nfts are built ethereum dapper's labs and flow and polkadot and there are three main marketplaces for buying and selling nfts which which are run on ethereum OpenSea, Rayball, and Nifty Gateway. So these marketplaces act essentially as an eBay for crypto, where you can either place bids for NFTs or outright buy an NFT. So, for example, on eBay, uh, if they're if we're using that as an example, I guess, which I have listed in the script. So if we're using that as an example, you know, so I suppose I want to buy an iPhone and. The price is for a thousand dollars. That's the bidding price. But if someone gives twelve hundred, you know the person, the owner might accept it and actually take that offer. Same thing with an NFT. So if it started off at twenty dollars, some people might pay thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars, all depending on what the, what they're willing to pay in the market to really get it. And you know, so the the way the the way you can buy NFTs all depends on how the creator sets up the selling process to begin with. NFTs with limited quantities are typically auctioned off and resold whereas NFTs with set prices so for example um suppose I am selling an NFT um for for like $5 or whatever it may be um in the cost in the cost bracket you know it all depends but um if we look if we look at here so we can see that you know NFTs have nfts have gained like over five million dollars just alone and um where can i buy nft fund tokens you know you can buy them on different different marketplaces and you know let's look at the prices for example so the trading volume for 30 days has been almost 60 million dollars and they're over over four hundred thousand nfts and so for example oh wow these nfts are for quite a lot so um there is an nft that's selling for one hundred and ninety one thousand dollars 
$191,187. So, you know, that's crazy to see that uh, people are able to sell these NFTs for that price. Then there's some lower ones for $627, art blocks, um, $3,600. Yeah, so it basically varies from price, right? So there's also one for $100. They just posted it five minutes ago, right? So it's, but it's through crypto. So you have to remember that there may be, there may be fees and other things when you are actually purchasing it that way. So please be sure to do your own research. And let's talk more about what are the flaws. You know, there's always a flaw in something. You know, recently we have seen that with cryptocurrency, the only flaw is that, you know, it's a volatile currency, basically, you know, the market runs 24 seven. So, um, you know, that's why you might have, you might have a AI trader or a robot robot trader that does that for you, but you need to invest a lot of money in that upfront, which not many people may have if you're beginning. So the current system for cryptocurrency and NFT transactions is sort of massively, massively unsustainable. If you think about it from an environmental perspective, so a cryptocurrency transaction consumes as much as energy as 700,000 visa transactions. Just take that in for a second. It consumes as much energy as 700,000 visa transactions. You know, when you think about that, that's crazy, you know? So Visa is able to do 700,000 transactions with a good sustainable energy, right? Because that currency was the normal. And this is because cryptocurrencies and blockchains are run through an algorithm called POW, which is proof of work, which was intentionally created to be computationally efficient inefficient in order to be more secure according to um you know according to people and even if you take away these carbon emissions you know even if we move visa into the same system so suppose visa or any other credit card company were to also introduce this crypto bitcoin currency you know you would still need to heat the planet up more than more than it already is right because it would cost more for it to be produced or whatever it may be, right? And it requires more energy. And a single minted NFT is even worse as the creation of buying, selling, reselling, and storing all those ads up to multiple tractions that all require energy, you know? And this, this impacts the environment over time. Now, the average NFT has a footprint of around 300 kilowatts per hour, 211 uh, kilograms with CO2 and the single NFT's footprint is equivalent to EU residents total electric power consumption for more than a month with emissions equivalent to driving for 1,000 kilometers or flying for even two hours, right? So this is just to put it in perspective and you know, it's really crazy to think that NFTs and all these cryptocurrencies things, they're taking a lot of energy in the environment and you know, everyone thinks it's a new way of it's a new currency that might evolve, and it might. But first, we have to figure out all these environmental issues, right? There's so many environmental issues, which is also something crazy to think about. And there are also two main security risks with NFTs at the moment. The first thing, which is pretty obvious, which we've, which I sort of talked about in this podcast, is copyright. You know, someone tries to create an NFT for a digital asset that they did not create, right? So that's going to be so common, like. For example, if an NFT is for $96 or $100, for example, you know, who's not able to copy that and resell it in the market? You know, so many people must have done that, but it's not the right way to do it. Obviously, there might be some fines or fees or whatever. And there's the next thing is there's no permanent storage solution. So after an NFT, you purchase it. The content is not really stored on blockchain, but it's rather it's rather stored in a server, leaving it open 
to the chance that it could be inevitably be deleted. And this is this is how marketing communication and blockchain companies really talk about this, right? And so, you know, it's interesting to see what the security flaws are about it mainly. But it's also important to remember that, you know, you need to be educated about everything and it's important to be doing your own research as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast. As always, please be sure to do your own research and remember that this information in the podcast is provided for educational purposes. As always, thanks for listening to this episode. Also, season one of the Personal Finance Podcast is over. I would like to thank everyone that was listening to the podcast during season one. Soon there will be season two and there will be brand new episodes to follow. So you can follow the Twitter page and Instagram for updates. And there will there were 23 episodes in season one. And for season two, there will be a new trailer episode also launching soon. And in that, it will just be one minute. I'll post it up onto the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. And, um, you know, we'll go through some new ideas and topics. And I will also share some potential topics for the episodes that you could expect to see in this new season. And I'll also be posting a recap on Twitter and Instagram of our season one, 23 episodes as well. As always, stick around. More new things to, more new things are to come for the Personal Finance Podcast. And it's only going to get better from here. Thanks for listening.